0: And for the next hour, you're in the ass. Hey, it's Adam Sank. And if you like my radio show, you'll love my comedy album. Adam Sank, live from the Stonewall Inn. (gasps) Oh my goodness! What? fellatio? Really? Available on Amazon, iTunes, and Google Play. Get ready for comedy. Almost horny! Politics. The gay spin on the story was like Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan. I don't follow this shit. Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. <laughs> and by my apartment, I mean my bed and poetry hotter than vesuvius more well endowed than the mastodon it's the adam sank show on Derek and romaine 2.0 and for the next hour you're in the ass and now
1: the one the only adam Sank.
0: yes Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Sank. This is The Adam Sank Show. Today is Sunday, February 18th, 2018. It is a beautiful sunny day in New York City, and we are live. We are live here at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon in the West, so you can call us and talk to us during the show at 844-TALK-DNR. That's 844-825-5367. Old episodes of The Ass are now available on iTunes. You can tweet about us. Use the hashtag ass Email me if you've got something to say. I got some very sweet emails uh, over the week, this past week, and I always appreciate them. So email me at adam at adamsank.com. Dick picks welcome, especially if you're circumcised. Um, Please like the Adam Sank Show Facebook page. And uh, the most important thing I'm going to tell you every week until May 20th is that I need you to donate to my AIDS Walk page. You guys, I'm trying to raise $20,000 for AIDS Walk New York. That's a lot of dinero. And uh, at the moment, I think I'm up to about 2,700, 2,800. Uh, I'm not great at math, but that's, I believe, slightly less than 20,000. <laughs> so uh, please go to adamsank.com, just my, my regular website, adamsank.com, my homepage. At the bottom of that page, it's, it says click here to donate to Adam's AIDS Walk. Please do so. I am grateful to every donation. Our guests today, when they get here, are going to be amazing. Because they are both Broadway stars, uh, really not just incredibly talented people, but much beloved in the Broadway community and the theater community at large. They are Jen Cody and Hunter Foster. Uh, not only do they act and sing and dance, but they fuck each other uh, because they're married to each other. They're a Broadway couple. Um, and, uh, and I'm excited to be talking to them about their career and how they make marriage work um, when they're, uh, you know, traveling the world as uh, as actors but uh the, the first thing i have to do of course is introduce my guest co-host someone you know someone you love someone who's been on the ass a number of times mr joey de grandis joey Hello, nice how are you
2: good how are you
0: i'm good the last time uh we had you on the show was when uh, uh, all right enough applause there joey <laughs> uh it was the best of as holiday special we had you and yeah, Ryan and yeah, Scott, yeah, yeah. and I thought that was a great show. Got absolutely no feedback from anyone on it, <laughs> but um, I enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, that was great. All three times I've been in the ass. On the ass?
0: Either way. Yeah,
3: ab- around the ass.
0: Some people go in it, and some people just go on it. It really <laughs> depends on your level of safe sex. Joey, you uh, you and I were at the same uh, rather she-she event this past week, because mm-hmm. we were both members of the New York City Gay Men's Carass.
3: Carass the harmony fundraiser it yes. was our
0: harmony fundraiser yes. it's an annual event uh it's very fancy i was in a, a a beautiful uh red print tuxedo jacket i was loving that and you looked uh, rather sharp yourself and our we tux. yeah mm-hmm. and 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 our special guest was eden espinoza who's another broadway legend mhm uh, right one yeah. of the most famous Alphabas. yeah mm-hmm. she's pretty much thought of as the best Alphaba uh aside from um adina Adina Menzel, yeah. and some people say she was better than Adina. She was great. She was she really amazing. blew the roof off. She yeah. sang a few songs including that song from The Greatest Showman, Never Enough, and mm-hmm. oh, I put a little bit on my Instagram. It is amazing. Yeah. Joey, I don't remember. Are you a like a theater queen or no? Uh,
3: not really. I I am and I'm not. Not as much as some of the other theater queens
0: we know. Yeah. You know. You're more like an accidental gay. <laughs>
3: yeah. I think I know all of the major songs one should know when it comes to theater. Well, know? that's important. Yeah. All right. Like look at this stuff Incident Need and like every song from Rent and, you know. Yeah. And uh and and so I mean those are there. pretty
0: recent shows. What <laughs> what about like The Canon? What about things like West Side Story and South Pacific uh, yeah. and Carousel and Oklahoma and, you know. It's
3: it's kind of a crapshoot. You know it's funny I know every I know pretty
0: much every song from
3: Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat cuz we Great did show. it when I was in uh middle school. What so. were you? Um, I was one of the sons.
0: <laughs> you don't even remember which one? No.
3: Well, actually, we we, I, we only auditioned to be in the Cleveland production, because the show was coming around to Cleveland then, that's where I grew up, and our chorus, like our school chorus, didn't get it, ultimately.
0: So you were always a singer, mm-hmm. you just didn't follow Broadway musicals the way a lot of us gay boys did when I, we were yep, growing up. Yep, yep, yep. Alright, well I'm sure you're going to enjoy talking to Jen and Hunter, regardless of your Ignorance. Yes. Um, We have so many things to talk about today, and I don't know that we're going to get to them all, but I need to start, as we do every time we have a live show, with the Pervnado update. (laughs) And there's our Pervnado alarm going off. Joey, we do this every two weeks because the the wave of sexual misconduct and harassment and assault allegations are uh, seemingly never ending. So since our last live show on February 4th, the following misconduct scandals have erupted. (sighs) Here we go. Daniels Wordling, an investigative reporter at NPR, was accused of sexual harassment, including unwanted kissing and touching. He has since retired, but denies the allegations. Vincent Cirincione, A nice Italian boy. Not so nice, actually. Uh, He works as a manager in Hollywood, a talent manager. He was accused of unwanted sexual advances against 21 women, including forced kissing and masturbating. He has apologized and closed his agency. A fifth man now has come forward to accuse gay porn star Topher DiMaggio of unwanted sexual contact. This man alleges that DiMaggio ate his ass against his will and bit his butt cheek. (laughs) In a Seattle gay bar in 2014. Wow. It's hard to imagine having your ass eaten involuntarily. Right. But he says that uh, they were at this bar, they were hanging out, and Topher was getting really aggressively uh, fl- flirtatious and sexual with him. And, it, and at one point, he just pulled his pants down and started eating it in the middle of this bar. And the guys like my boyfriend could see the whole thing and was oh, furious, goodness. and I couldn't get away from him. Um, This allegedly happened during an Andrew Christian uh, underwear-sponsored event, and Andrew Christian has now suspended DiMaggio indefinitely while it investigates the many accusations against him. He had been a a model and a brand ambassador for the company, so he's now facing the consequences of his alleged actions. He has denied all of those uh, actions. Meanwhile, Jay Asher... He wrote the book, 13 Reasons Why, which was turned the into Netflix that hit Netflix thing. series. Yeah. He, he didn't write the series, but he wrote the actual novel. And he has now been kicked out of something called the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators uh, after accusations of sexual harassment against him. Now, in this case, we don't really know what the allegations are. We don't know who's made them. It's a little bit nebulous. Asher says he's the one being harassed. Um, for having affairs with consenting adults years ago. He is married, um, and he has apologized for the affairs and says he hurt his family and others, but he says he is not guilty of sexual harassment. Um, he didn't have any connection uh, to this second season of the show, so that's there's really no consequences there. He's just been suspended from that um, organization. Meanwhile, Olympic snowboarder Sean White, who won a gold medal in Pyeongchang just this past Wednesday is facing new questions about a sexual harassment lawsuit he settled in May with a former member of his band, Bad Things. Sean White's kind of an interesting guy because in addition to being an Olympic athlete, he's also in a a kind of a well-known band. Um, He's a musician. And he settled a lawsuit with the female drummer of that band. She's no longer in the band. But she had alleged a host of horrifying actions... On the part of white, including forcing her to watch scat videos, sticking his hand down his pants and making her smell it, which is really disgusting, uh, and shoving a bottle of vodka into her mouth. Oh, wow. Now, she's not talking because, as I said, this lawsuit was settled, but a lot of people this week are, are, are bringing up the hypocrisy of the the news media, particularly NBC, for celebrating Sean White as this great gold mm. gold medal winning athlete, and it's like, but wait a second, why why aren't you asking him? You know, Savannah Guthrie, why aren't you asking him the questions right. or Hoda uh, that you're asking all these other men? Um, and finally, everyone's favorite douchebag, <laughs> Scott Bayo, has been accused of misconduct by a second Charles in Charge actor. You'll remember a few weeks ago, Nicole Eggert had uh, accused him of touching her sexually when she was underage. Now, Alex Polinsky, who played Eggert's younger brother, uh, says Bayo threw hot tea in his face, called him a faggot, pantsed him in front of 100 people on the set, and once cut a hole in Polinsky's dressing room door through which Bayo exposed himself like a glory hole. Bayo denies all allegations, and of course, you know, all I know about Scott Bayo is that he's a Trump supporter who has denied that the Sandy Hook shootings ever happened. Oh so God, one of those. Yeah. He's um he's not real credible, but uh, he has denied these allegations and now two of the uh Charles in charge actors have come forward against him. And all that's just in the last two weeks, Joey. Wow.
3: It just makes you think like right, like to what to what level of power is it that you get to that you think that you're that you can do any that you can do stuff like this, right? Yeah, I like, mean, I, I think like we're all told, like get there, achieve what right. you want, you know. Like, but
0: we're supposed to all want money and fame. Right. But is this? But the end But this result? is what happens: is you turn yeah. into an absolute monster. I mean, I not think, all of
3: us, but but here we're seeing it more and more. You know,
0: that I th- they they think the rules don't apply to them. Exactly. I think here's the thing: I think if you're if you turn out to be a fucking asshole when you become a rich and famous person then you were probably always a fucking asshole you just didn't have that power to exercise the outlet. it yep i know that i would be a really good famous person <laughs> If I, you know, if I had hundreds of millions of dollars and starred in every movie, I would treat people so well.
3: Yeah. Not just playing devil's (laughs) advocate. I always think that, too. I'm not saying you would do these kind of things, but I always want to say, like, oh, yeah, I would have my humility and, you know, I would remember who my friends are. But I don't know, man. I know it's hard. Money changes I mean, I I
0: would definitely try to use my fame to get dick, but I wouldn't. (laughs) I wouldn't It would come easier. It, I, I think. Exactly, but I wouldn't coerce not that anyone. Any problems, I wouldn't <laughs> I would I would, you know, I can't imagine that I would ever assault someone or be like you suck my dick or you're not going to be in this movie. Like, right. that that wouldn't even be fun. It might How is be, that fun?
3: I think it might I mean, who knows what's in their heads, but it might be the next tier. Like if you are at that place where you have the access, the power, the money, it might just be like out you of boredom, that, that like thrill. let me just try to do this thing that I know I can get away with because it's my word against <sighs> theirs. It's it's absolutely so. awful. I'm just trying to justify it. You know? Yeah.
0: No, I get what you're saying. I just what turns me on is is knowing that someone actually wants me. Yeah. So yeah. if I felt like they were having sex with me for any other reason, mm-hmm. I, that's why I've never been into hookers. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want someone to fuck me because I'm paying them. Right. Or because they think they can get something from me. I want someone to fuck me. Because they are in love with my ass. (laughs) No, I agree with you. Oops, that was a shallow bell. There we go. I muffled my own bell. Meanwhile, Joey, uh, the one man to ever have been accused of sexual harassment and then been cleared of it, you'll never guess, it's Ryan Seacrest. No. I didn't even know he was accused. I remember this. Um, Many months ago, he was accused of sexual harassment by a woman. A woman, Joey who had worked as a wardrobe stylist. <laughs> Thank you, JB. She had worked as a wardrobe stylist for the E Network. The network says, and "This is really unusual. The network says that it has done a thorough investigation by outside counsel and found no evidence supporting the woman's claims."
2: Hmm.
0: Now, frankly, I never believed Ryan Seacrest could ever be guilty of sexual harassment of a woman. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, if you'll notice, there have been no sexual misconduct allegations leveled at Tom Cruise or John Travolta. And I was quite shocked when they were made against Ryan. But Ryan has been cleared, and I say good for him. Because if he didn't do it, he he should be able to continue with his ridiculously successful career.
3: I agree.
0: I don't know why he gets all the jobs he gets but you know what good for him he's not a sexual harasser yeah. apparently apparently yeah until a man comes out and claims that i've been touched by ryan seacrest <laughs> jb you said the thing that i that no one else would dare to say uh, you know what i i have the balls to say it now we're going <laughs> to get sued the oh adam sank show is going to be sued by ryan seacrest <laughs> for insinuating that he is not anything but 100 percent heterosexual <laughs> thanks a lot jb
3: hey you know what's the kinsey scale right it's it's no one's not not many people are zero or six.
0: Yeah, I, I,
3: meaning like zero is Bruce Willis and Die Hard,
0: and six is
3: the gayest person alive, Ryan Seacrest. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey now. Meanwhile, here's uh here we can talk about two guys who definitely are gay and very open about it and very proud of it, and that that those are our two Olympic athletes of the moment, Gus Kenworthy and Adam Rippon. Mm-hmm. Have you been following the Olympics, Joey? During-
3: a little bit. Yeah. Not, I haven't been watching every day, but I've been I've been watching. Uh, I, how about you? I
0: have never had any interest in the Olympics, uh, because they fall under the category of sports. <laughs> <laughs> I watch the skiing. In I which think, like, I have no interest. Day. Yeah. Well, but Adam and Ripon, Ripon and Gus Kenworthy have lit the gay world on fire, uh, and the world on fire. I mean, I, I think everyone's been talking about them this week, but particularly in the LGBTQ community, it's been great to have two really outspoken, especially Adam. Adam mm. just fucking says whatever's on his mind. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're sharp, they're intelligent, they're fearless, they don't give a fuck, uh, that people know they're gay. Gus Kenworthy was closeted the first time he competed in the Olympics and won a silver medal, but this time he's out, he's been seen everywhere with his boyfriend. They actually watched Adam Rupon's, uh performance and waved a rainbow flag during uh-huh. it, which is so cute. Um, but... You know the the controversy with them has been whether or not they would meet with Mike Pence. Oh,
3: that was it. Adam was like, "I don't want my Olympic experience to be
1: about
0: Mike Pence." Well, that's exactly what uh, what he said. Take a listen to Adam Rippon.
1: So many messages, and it's I could even get emotional thinking about it. But like, I've gotten so many messages from young kids like all over the country, um, that my story has resonated with them, and it's incredibly powerful like this platform that you can have at the Olympic Games and I think that's why um, it's so important I think like in the past week I've heard a lot of people um, in addition to like all of the support I've gotten I've uh, heard a lot of people like well Adam Rapun should tone it down and blah 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 I, I can't I can't tone it down. I'm being me and I'm being myself and I would be doing myself an injustice and I'd be doing an injustice to those kids who don't feel like they're comfortable to be th- themselves.
0: I apologize. I set that soundbite up so wrong. So that was him mm-hmm. obviously talking about being a role model mm-hmm. for LGBTQ people and especially kids. Um, yeah, we have to send someone down to get our guest, J.B. Um But the Mike Pence thing was that Mike Pence is the head of the Olympic delegation, and so it would be traditional for athletes to to meet meet with him him and he with them. And uh, and Adam just said, you know, a while ago, before he even went to the Olympics, he's like, I have no interest in meeting with him. He's a total homophobe, Mm -hmm. which he is. Yeah. So when he was asked about it, he said, I talked to you about how I felt before the games, and you know it's brought a lot of attention and questions to my other teammates. I don't want to distract from their Olympic experience, and I don't want my Olympic experience— to be about Mike Pence. Meanwhile, so Adam was a, Adam is a figure skater. Meanwhile, Gus Ken, Kenworthy is a snowboarder, and he was also asked about uh, whether or not he would meet with Pence and what would happen if he did, and he basically just said, well, I guess we'll see how I handle it. I've always been someone who has had to compartmentalize my life because I was in the closet, and I was always uh, afraid of outing myself. Um, but now I've made it very clear who I am, and I think I've taken a step into a sort of leadership role for the LGBTQ community. Um, so it was awesome to have them both there for the past week. Unfortunately, they did not do very well, Joey. Hmm. Adam Rippon, uh came in, I believe it's 10th in the individual skate. He still okay. won a bronze medal because there was a group skating event okay. where he was one of five U.S. athletes competing. And they won a bronze as a team. But... Um, but, yeah, he came in tenth place in the f- men's free skate yesterday, and then Kenworthy came in twelfth place in snowboarding.
3: Hey, they still were at the Olympics. <laughs> um well, I guess we'll see
4: how I handle it. Oh but, whoops, uh,
0: no, that wasn't it. I thought you were going to give me the sad trombone oh, no. <laughs> we skip We skipped that quote because you were talking to Katie. <laughs> There we go. It's so spontaneous. Yeah. So I wish they had done better, but I'm, I'm thrilled that they are there and, and, and so outspoken and being role models for I us. I agree.
3: It's good their voice. I think it's good for ki- young kids to see that, you know?
0: And fuck Mike Pence. <laughs> I just want to remind people, Mike Pence is the most homophobic uh, politician in the world. If you ever Not in the world. In the United States. Mm-hmm. If you look at his record as Indiana's governor alone and what he tried to pass and what he did sure. pass
3: he was a favor uh, he was in favor of co- like conversion therapy and things like that, right? Well, he
0: denies that. But okay. but yes, he has said things in the past that indicate that he's in favor of conversion therapy. He's certainly the one behind all of the anti-gay shit that the Trump mm-hmm. administration has done. Sure. For instance, taking away protections for transgender students uh-huh. and allowing them to use the bathroom of their choice. We're talking about children now. Uh-huh. Um, removing any language about LGBTQ people from the White House's web, from WhiteHouse.gov, from the CDC. That's all Pence. Pence uh-huh. is obsessed with this shit. Uh-huh. He's like a scary dominionist Christian who believes that, like, is someone getting them? Yeah, we them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, in other news, Joey, are you a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race?
3: Uh only vicariously through all of you. All
0: are of you my gay? Queens. I know. <laughs> Do I'm you a, even suck dick, I'm Joey? I'm a bad gay. Are you, you really? And are. yes. Yes, queen. <laughs> Well, you know that I am uh, close friends with Ryan Frostig, mm-hmm. who's a frequent co-host on the Ass, and he is the ultimate RuPaul Drag Race fanatic.
3: That's who I would ask if I seriously if I needed to know what
0: was going on in the show. He's I obsessed to with it. Yeah, but here's the thing: so RuPaul's All Stars um, has been airing for uh, about a month, and uh, we've all been well not we, not Joey, but most of us mm-hmm. have been watching it eagerly. But someone has been leaking information scarily accurate information about the season uh, on Reddit. Hmm. You know that website Reddit or whatever it is? Sort of that underground internet thing that I've never quite understood. Ask me anything. So now um, the producers of RuPaul's Drag Race, World of Wonder, are suing the leaker. Uh, it's someone behind uh, The name on Reddit is Reality TV Leaks, and Reality TV Leaks has been posting video clips and still images from each episode before it airs. Um, the spoilers are posted not only to Reddit, but also to Instagram, Twitter, and other social media. Um, some of the leaks show the outfits the queens will be wearing on that night's episode, which is a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch Drag Race, those out you really want to see the outfits. It's all about
2: yeah.
0: Um, so, World of Wonder uh, has previously issued takedown notices uh, based on copyright violation, but it's difficult to get these things taken down when it's an anonymous account. Mm. Um, so now they're suing. They're asking for statutory damages of $150,000 per episode um, plus another $25,000 for each violation. It's it's going to be difficult because they're somehow going to have to unmask this person. Yeah. But it's serious fucking business. Yeah. In a like roundabout way, it gives the show more publicity, though. You know, sure. I guess that's
3: the good outcome of it, but, I, but could, I could see how that would be annoying. But for the truth fans. is,
0: it, it's one of those shows where if you know what they're going to be wearing and who won, you're really a lot less likely to tune in. Right. There are I certain right, shows yeah. where you know, if they leaked what was going to happen on, I don't know, name another reality show.
1: <laughs> Face Top Off. Top Chef.
2: <laughs>
3: Top I'm Chef, to but yeah, who
0: would give a fuck about yeah. Top Chef? It's like you watch Top Chef because you kind of want to see how they're cooking the food and what the f- how it's made and what right. it t- looks like and so forth. But but RuPaul's Drag Race, like, there's real su- suspense right. among these fans. And
3: you get invested in the characters, right? I mean, it, that's at least what I gather. Exactly. You, you pick your ones that you want to go all the way.
0: Yes. Um, and now, Joey, it's time for our weekly story from everyone's favorite website, cocktailsandcocktalk.com. Oh. <laughs> And now, time for another stupid
3: story from Cocktails and Cocktalk.com. Yeah,
5: suck my cock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I crack myself up. Have we had any phone calls today? Not a one. Okay. Um, all right, so today on Cocktails and Cocktalk, Joey, it's all about micro-cheating. Ooh. Do you know what that is?
3: Can't say I do.
0: Is that like microaggressions? Uh, sort of. <laughs> In that it, they both start with micro. <laughs> My, it's not like micro phallus, oh, okay. thankfully. Micro cheating is a series of seemingly small actions that indicate a person is emotionally or physically focused on someone outside their relationship. Oh. The, like the
3: wandering eye. Kind of well, like it little. could be
0: wandering eye. It could be, this happens a lot these days, texting mm-hmm. someone outside your relationship mm-hmm. and being like, hey, handsome. Yeah. You know, it was nice seeing you at the party tonight. You looked really cute. What are you up to? It's it's this sort of emotional cheating, I would say. Um, Urban Dictionary says it's when someone cheats on a partner, but just a little bit. Uh, These can these uh, behaviors can include flirty exchanges with thirsty insta sluts stalking one person's specific uh, social media pages. I have been guilty of that myself. (laughs) Lying about your relationship status. I see these hoes on Facebook that I know have a boyfriend, yeah, and it says single, or it Mm. says it's complicated, or they don't have any relationship status, which really infuriates me. If you're going to be hot, post your relationship status so I know whether or not you're available. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Don't be a thirst trap. No one likes
2: thirst traps.
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I agree, JB. Thank you. Uh, contacting your ex while you're in a relationship. Mm. Um, sharing. Oh, this is important. Sharing secrets with someone that other than your boyfriend. I see. That's, you know, I remember feeling like when I God I haven't been in a relationship in so long, but I remember feeling like I was in a relationship at one point and I felt like I could tell my best friend things I couldn't tell my boyfriend. Mm. And the fact is like, if you're in a good healthy relationship, you should be able to tell your partner anything. But is
3: that do you think that's considered micro cheating if it's you telling your well, if, platonic uh, friends? No, something? a friend
0: probably isn't, but it's definitely indicates a problem if it's a friend and and, and if you're telling some guy that like you're just attracted to mm-hmm. like if you're that's, talking about yeah. your boyfriend to some cute guy from the gym like I could see that, being that is uh, yeah. that's micro cheating. And finally prolonged eye contact with subway sluts.
3: <laughs> I don't make contact Eye contact with anybody on the
0: subway. You don't. I mean, not really. That's where Um, I get in like my favorite cruising. I (laughs) love cruising on the subway. I mean, I'll
3: certainly check people out, but like, you know, kind of subtly, or at least I think it's subtle. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but well, cocktails and cocktalk says it's a growing problem, but then they say everything's a growing problem, and uh, (laughs) as we know, they just make shit up. But I do think it's an interesting topic, and I think in this age of social media, it's harder and harder to have. A, a truly monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. because people can just get at you. Yep. You know, you can just open your Facebook and oh, somebody sent you a dick pic. You didn't ask for it. <laughs> I wish this happened to me more often, quite honestly. <laughs> but uh, you know, and then suddenly you've looked at someone else's dick, and and if your boyfriend happens to be behind you as you're looking at it, they'll be like, yeah. "What the fuck is this shit?" Right, right. It causes problems. Um, the last story we're going to talk about before we bring in our fabulous guests um this uh this was probably the only story from the super bowl that i found interesting
3: <laughs> are you a football fan joey um i watch the super bowl and that's about it i'm a cleveland Browns you don't like fan. football
0: you don't like ruPaul's drag race and you don't like broadway <laughs> what the fuck do you, what like? do you like what are you into
3: I guess you'll have to find
0: out. Micro-cheating. Yeah. (laughs) And and micro-abrasion. Sending dick pics at the first
3: uh, contact. That's what I'm into. Just kidding.
0: (laughs) Anyway, as you know, the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis. And uh, it was played between uh, the, let me see if I get this right, the Philadelphia Eagles Mm -hmm. and the New England Patriots. And so um, there were a bunch of rowdy fans in Minnesota after the game. And they were looking for bars to go drinking at. And they saw this bar called the Eagle. It was actually called, <laughs> you see where this is going. Yes. It was actually called the Eagle Bolt Bar okay. in downtown Minneapolis. And they assumed that must have something to do with the Eagles. So they went into this bar and were quite shocked uh, to find that it was a bar not devoted to the Eagles, but instead to a leather crowd, mm. a gay leather crowd. Um, people were tweeting about it uh, quote, Eagles fans are mistaking Eagle Bolt Bar as a fan bar, and I am dying. It's more of a place for bears, y'all. But what could have been the ingredients for trouble was instead a moment for people from different walks of life to laugh at the misunderstanding, come together, and do what they were there to do, which was compete in a jockstrap contest (laughs) while watching the Super Bowl. Uh, The bar owner, Ed Hopkins, was loving it. He said, people here tonight enjoyed our place. Meanwhile, I read this story, and I'm picturing... The eagle, like our eagle yeah, here in New, in New York, York here, which yep. is really disgusting. There's, you know, blowjobs being given in the corner.
3: It's like the bar of the
0: cock. For it's New like Yorkers. the cock. There's yeah. a, the whole place smells like cum. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not a place any straight person would, would walk 10 feet into. They right. would walk in and walk out. But look at the picture of this eagle bolt bar. This looks like any... Like This looks like a TGI Friday. Or like
3: boxers or something. There's nothing yeah.
0: threatening about this. There's a there's a picture on the wall of two guys in leather. Otherwise, it's yeah. like you could bring your mom and dad to this Eagle <laughs> Bolt bar. So I, I, it's not as funny a story as I had hoped. But um, I do love this notion of <laughs> football fans looking for an Eagles-related <laughs> bar and finding-
3: Naively kind of like walking in. Oh,
0: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm.
3: That's kind of cute, though. The di- I love when- different walks of life come together, and it's like kind of a cool outcome, you know? Well, it speak- sounded like it was like they were getting along, right? And yes, was good. It, it all yeah. went
0: well. And speaking of different walks of life coming together, <laughs> our guests are, are finally here. They texted us about 20 minutes ago, hey. and somehow they just arrived at the lobby or uh, just arrived in the studio, rather. He is a Tony Award-nominated actor, singer, director, librettist, and playwright who's appeared on Broadway in such shows as Urinetown, Little Shop of Horrors, and The Producers. She is an actress, singer, dancer, and voiceover artist who's been seen on Broadway in Shrek the Musical, Susicle, The Pajama Game, and as the voice of Charlotte in the Disney feature film The Princess and the Frog. And get this, they're married to each other. And they're both here. Please welcome to the Ass Jen Cody and Hunter Foster. Come on, studio
5: audience.
0: Welcome to to my ass, guys.
5: We've seen it a lot.
0: That's literal. That is literal. Uh, Listeners should know that uh, Jen and Hunter are my across-the-hallway neighbors, and have been since what year
4: was it? Like
5: 14 years now. And we
4: went to college together.
0: That's what's crazy. So Hunter and I both attended the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. Uh, I was not a theater major, but I was always a wannabe. So we were in one musical together, which Best I've seen. <laughs> Best little whorehouse. in <laughs> Texas Jen has seen the, the, the VHS. grainy VHS, VHS. VHS tape. <laughs> Hunter uh, had multiple roles. He was the Scandahoovian place kicker. Oh, that's <laughs> right. But uh, how about and the, the tap dancer? Tap
5: dancer? Like, I, uh, yeah, he, I, he also broke. i never seen him tap before. No,
0: I was the no, was the only person who could even like do
4: a flap, and they're like, okay, you're the tap dancer, oh, so he, they made me. He, do he do just tap broke dance. into tap
0: at various times
4: during the show. Oh, you yeah. For no apparent
0: reason. No, it was a student production, though. It was a,
4: oh, so it was, sorry. You know,
0: but I will remind you guys that when you first showed up in the building, because I had already been living there, I crossed the hall and I said, "Hunter, it's Adam Sank," and you said, "It's nice to meet you." Oh, you had yeah. no memory of me. Yeah. I know I did. When you, when you, I just would never think that I would
4: be across the hall. From it's me. all right.
0: I'm no big deal. So that's how I met you guys. What I have always wondered, and I don't know the answer to this, is how you two met. And I want to guess that it was maybe when you both were touring with cats. That's it. Yes, and I don't mean the musical. I mean you were touring we with were, actual we had cats. A bunch <laughs> of
5: cats in the back of a car. On a Winnebago. And, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: you were both touring. You were. Was it a national tour?
5: It was. Um, I had been out first. Hunter joined the company, um, and my. I think you're uber talented, honey. But you know what? He was not good at the makeup.
0: Oh, you so had to do your own.
5: Yeah, you to do your own makeup, and so. It, you, he would always look like a stroke victim. Like there was always one side that was just a little off. Strokey cat. But I fell in love with that. <laughs> Strokey, <laughs> Strokey cat.
0: <laughs> and you guys were super young, right? You were both we just were, out of... We were young, yes. It was our
5: first... It was my first job job.
0: It was my first job. Yeah. Right out of college. Wow. I mean, that's pretty fucking great. Your first job's a national tour. Yeah.
5: And yeah, we're still cool. together. That's the great well, that's part. Crazy. Like, that's crazy.
0: So I'm imagining that you, your eyes met and you said, Oh my God, Hunter's the only straight guy here.
5: Yes, <laughs> I'm getting him. Yes, <laughs> Is that, that what happened? was actually the exact uh, thing. I'd been out on the road a year, and I was like, "Uh-uh, I'm, that's the straight one I'm taking." But it. she
4: had to beat out. There was someone else. Wow, look at a beat out. It was a competition. Yeah, it was a competition Her- because it was there was there was another uh, girl that was there who was woman. You no, know, she well, she was a young woman. She was, uh, <laughs> but she didn't. She didn't seem like a woman. I mean, she was. Yeah, I mean, she yes, did. She was a, Were You <laughs> micro cheating, <laughs> Hunter. What? But she was. uh <laughs> micro cheating. Yeah. She was a uh, uh, tall, leggy Irish.
5: I, she had an accent. Had oh. An accent. That's all I'm saying about that. Yeah, yeah.
4: That's but, ridiculous. Yeah.
3: They'll
5: get you. I love Accents that. I don't know you. this gentleman's name, but yawning. JB J. B. J. B. J. B. is our associate producer. JB, you're yawning during this story. Uh, what? It, it's don't, just don't mind me. Don't
2: mind don't me.
0: Heterosexuality bores him. All
5: right. Here's the deal I'm going to make it a little more racy for you. So I had to, like, scandalously. Get this guy, right? And I'm, I'm going against the leggy uh, Irish girl with the huge breasts and the blonde hair. So,
0: We should mention that Jen, while beautiful, is rather petite.
5: I'm very small. So um, I called ahead to the next hotel we were going to, and I found out what room he was in. And I got the room across the hall. Oh my goodness! And, mm-hmm, I didn't know this
4: till a couple <gasps> years ago. So I yeah. realized I was being stalked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Stalker. I would listen at
5: it. my door in the morning. And when I'd hear him leave, I would go down because I knew you having breakfast in the hotel lobby, of course, because that's the only place on tour. And I would walk into the room like three minutes after he would sat down. You and conveniently I'd be like, hey. timed it. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And he'd go, nice. Oh, you you want to sit? I'm like, Sure, that'd be great. So I kind of stalked him. You crafty little spy.
0: <laughs> <start>. She did. <laughs> What happened to the Irish woman is she still in the business? No, I don't, I don't think know where so. she is. She went back to Ireland and is now working as a barmaid. I saw her on the side of the street coming here today. But
5: coincidentally, yeah. um, the way I actually ultimate grabbed him and pulled him in is that he was laying by the pool and I went and laid next to him in a thong.
0: Oh my oh, goodness. Okay. She pulled out Hashtag all the, all the guns. Yeah, Jen has a fantastic ass. We've actually had oh, contests. Wow. And Jen's okay. the only one who's ass can beat mine.
5: Well, he he parades it a lot.
4: Well, we have a picture of you in the in the assless jeans. Assless <laughs> think <laughs> like It was uh, nose jeans. It was, was assless it? jeans. About ten years ago. They were jeans. It he was
2: a New Year's Eve. Was okay. I think a I was Amir's? high yeah. and yeah. I just <laughs> sure, showed sure up at your high. door. No,
4: but you took your pants down and he was in his assless jeans. Wait, we took a side picture. by side pictures of, of.
0: I need to see that picture because because my, my ass was probably at its peak then. It's definitely been on the decline ever since. You guys I still think your ass is wonderful. Well, thank you, JB. Are you talking to me? Awake. <laughs>
5: JB's awake. Uh, both,
0: both parties, so sweet.
3: And you needed to spice it up. A little? So
0: back uh, to you guys. So you guys were in Cats, and then somehow you both you both wound up in Greece on Broadway, correct? Yes. How yeah. did that happen? I mean, if, if can I just say it seems like you had an an immediate success as actors, which is not the norm in any way. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, right. I mean, I think it's it, it's difficult. It was
4: definitely especially difficult back then because uh, there weren't as many shows. I think there were like eight Broadway shows. Yes. Um, yeah, I I had terrible luck when I first got here. I didn't get anything. I was just going after audition
0: after audition for what running. a month. <laughs> no, you were, for you you like were a in while. your early twenties when you were in Greece. Well,
4: it's like I mean, I mean, I it was. But I, you know, you get discouraged because you go in like. 40 auditions, and you're like, don't even get anything. And then you're like, oh, God, am I going to be able to make it? And then, you know, it, it literally happened within, like, two weeks That I got Cats in Greece. I could. Are you got them at the
0: same time? I got them within two weeks of each other. And Jen, Jen, you were were you in Greece at the same time he was?
5: Um, Yeah. So I came back. I did Cats in New York, and then um, I left Cats. So,
0: so I'm sorry. So Cats was your first Broadway musical. Yes. And Greece was yours, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, Okay.
5: And um, I auditioned for the first National of Greece that was going out, and Mm. I got that. And the first four weeks I was out on the road. The girl playing my part in New York gave her notice.
0: What part was that?
5: Cha cha and they brought me back in. So I we had gone through this whole thing that I'm going to go away for a while, it's going to be terrible, and then it was 4 weeks and I got to come back. So. And what were you luck. playing,
0: Hunter? Uh I was Roger. Who's Roger? The Mooner. Hashtag oh. #ass. Oh. Hashtag ass. Both Ashtag of your asses ass. were exposed. Oh yeah. And what, you're
3: the best uh, dancer at St. Bernadette's <laughs> the
0: with, the worst reputation. with the worst reputation. See, you it's do fair. know some shit. Good for you, Joey. You earned your gay card. There you go. Uh was this the Rosie O'Donnell production of Grease? Yes. yes. Do you have any nightmare stories about her?
5: I have to say, so I've done, I think, seven shows with Rosie at this point.
0: Hmm.
5: I love her. I will Good never to hear. say a bad thing about her. I think that, yes, her mouth gets her in trouble, but she is passionate and uh, loyal to a fault.
4: And she cared about all of us. Like, she, she put us first. Like, even though she was the star of the show, she wanted to make sure that we were all taken care of. Like, she really cared about us.
0: You know, she's one of these people in show business where half the stories I hear about her are like yours and the other half are like, oh, my God, she's a nightmare. Hmm. So I just wonder if it's situational, like if, if yeah. maybe when she's in theater, that's where she's happiest. And so she's yeah, but I think in a good place. He, I think,
4: you know what it is? I think she passionately wants things to be done the right way, where like most people are are, are are political about things, they like, oh, I'll roll with it. Um, she'll stand up and say, no, you can't do it this way. You and can't act this way. I don't
5: think she has a lot of skills in dealing with it. I think she knows when she's angry, and instead of just trying to figure out how to deal with it, she just doesn't. Yeah. she And like, she just rawr. says what she
0: thinks. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I had um, various listeners reach out to me ahead of time, and they wanted me to ask you guys specific uh, about specific experiences. Mm-hmm. So Hunter, I'm supposed to ask you about Children of Eden? Oh. Yeah. At the paper mill? I don't sure. know this show. Uh Stephen Schwartz, who wrote
4: Wicked. Who oh, I love. Yeah. Uh and Godspell. It was it's a show um that I did with uh Adrian Zmed and um Stephanie Mills. Oh. And we did it at Paper Mill. It was a cast of like sixty. It was this giant production and they wanted it to move to Broadway but it never did. But it was uh, an arc. We had a huge arc on stage.
0: because it's about Adam and Eve, right?
4: Yeah. Uh, Stephanie Mills was Eve and um uh uh Adrian med was Adam.
0: And it's one of those shows where even though it never made it to Broadway, it's like every theater queen loves
5: well, the Children oh God, of Eden. Yeah. yeah, the music is really good. Oh yeah,
4: yeah, people sing those songs all the time. The great, great songs. And it's actually, you know, it's a, it's a, a show that probably should have found its way because it's great for families and, and kids and, and uh, you know, it could, it could have, it, for whatever reason at the time, it just didn't make it in.
0: What part did you play?
4: I was able. Oh. So I got killed.
0: It's better than being like a zebra. You know? there were. I'm thinking oh, yeah, about yeah, the yeah. Ark
5: It was also animals. right after Lion King, so everyone had, like, oh, right. kind of second-rate, uh. like, not-Lion King costumes on, so it looked <laughs> but like... Hunter got to be a
0: man, yeah. so he yeah. didn't
5: have
4: to... No, but we, the second half is, like, Noah, like, the first part is, like, Adam and Eve, and the second part's Noah, so then the, the second act, so then I was, like, either Ham or Japheth or some, some Noah son in, mm. in Act 2. Maybe it was Ham.
5: That sounds about right. Ham. <laughs>
0: now, And so that question, that was from Jeremy Abram, a fellow Broadway baby, who is now in Seoul, South Korea, performing ah. in Sister Acton. So I know he's listening. Shout out to Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Um, Jen, I am told to ask you about Taboo. Uh. Speaking of Rosie O'Donnell, <laughs> what happened with that show?
5: Oh, God. Okay. All right. I'll tell you exactly what happened. We had um, a director who um, liked to partake. Can mm, I say that? Do sure. I have to get specific? Um, we should
0: tell the listeners, uh, this was the, it's known as the Boy George musical.
5: Yes, taboo. Everything taboo is how they said it. And it was in uh, London first, mm-hmm. in like a, a basement. It was really artsy and dark. And then they moved it to Broadway. And I think Rosie had seen it in London and loved it. And so her idea was to bring it here. And um, uh, it it. I think it would have been a great musical. We needed guidance. We didn't have it. And we had um, a lot of personalities in the cast. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, and so there was a lot of infighting. There was a lot of... Um,
0: Rosie wasn't in it, right? She was no, just a producer. she was the
5: producer. But it was at the same time that her magazine was being sued. Oh, that no. was happening exactly at the same time. So um, she was not in her best form. Um, and we really would be directed by different random people every day and uh it got it got crazy we only ran like 6 weeks we yeah. we extended our preview period like to 12 weeks but then we only ran like six but the
4: music is spectacular the yeah. music is fantastic
0: was boy george involved did you
4: in see him on a regular he oh was he was in, was in, the
5: in it. it that was kind of the, that was kind, we had um he played a character, Lee Bowery. Right, who, who was a um, real person. Who was a real person, who was a designer, who um, made those a lot of the costumes that Boy George wore. Um, and so he played that part. And Ewan Morton played Boy George, and he was spectacular.
0: I love Ewan Morton.
5: Yeah, but Boy George had not... He was also going through a bad period in his life, but he had never been an actor before. So you're putting these scenes on where he's he gets AIDS, and he's in the hospital bed, and it's Boy George. Right. He <laughs> didn't have any, you know, so... Um, and yeah that's all I'm always amazed video.
0: when when singers <laughs> when non-actors come to Broadway and they're actually good like that's a surprise you know like Sarah Bareilles people fantastic. say she's fantastic in Waitress like she has no right to be you right. know you guys you you train for this your whole lives you go to school for this and it's always weird when someone walks in and is good. So when they're not good, I, that's not a surprise. Yeah. You know? yeah but so many people that like, grow up
4: being huge theater fans or like did theater like when they were in high school or college. So they've, they've
0: been around. You yeah, I, I mean? did all those things, but I still, <laughs> I still, you don't see me getting cast in any Broadway shows. Um, what uh, what is what roles have been your favorite? You guys have performed not just on Broadway, but off Broadway, all around the country, out of the country, what's been like the the role that was just the medius that you loved playing every night?
4: Hmm. Um, I did a, uh, a, the Candor Neb Festival down in uh, uh, Arlington, Virginia, and it was great because yeah, I got to work with like John Candor on uh, Kiss the Spider Woman, mm. and uh, I got to play uh, Molina, um, and which was it was just an amazing role, an amazing experience to sort of like do that role do it with you know John Kander there and sort of um and it was honoring Kander and, and and so that to me has always been like the highlight of of the things that I've done
0: personally. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Jen?
5: Um gosh, I, I love creating new stuff, so I I tend to feel creatively inspired by that stuff, but I just did um Sylvia last year and I think that there was something about The
0: Edward Albee play?
5: Yeah, the, about the dog and and I and I was also going uh, going through a weird part of my life, so it was, it just timed out right that it, I was completely immersed in it. And uh, I think that was probably the most challenging and rewarding.
0: It's so interesting because I just would assume that it would be a Broadway musical, but neither of those is. Hmm. You both <laughs> do so many different things. I mean, Hunter, you over the years um, have done a, a, a number of projects where you were either a writer or a director or a librettist. Um, At this point in your life, like if someone said to you, okay, you can only do one thing. You can either perform or you can be behind the scenes. Which would you prefer? Uh, Behind the scenes.
4: Really? Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, you know, uh, someone asked me to, to do something and I was like, I just, and they said, don't you miss it? And I go, performing? And I was like... I not, not, I mean, I, I loved it, but I feel like that my heart was always behind the scenes, even before. Because even when I was at school in, at Michigan, I always wanted to write things. I always wanted to sort of be, cr- be creative behind the scenes. And I n- always knew that at some point that I would I – really, I didn't know what it would be, but I always knew that at some point I'd end up here.
0: It's so interesting. And it makes sense to me because knowing you, like, you're not a ham. You don't have that person. <laughs> like, you don't think, Jen –
5: Oh you God. think he's a? Ha- I
0: think he's so he's so quiet most of the time.
5: Oh, oh no!
0: Wow, there's shade being thrown. No. Oh, is that
5: what that is? That's
0: the shade bell, but oh, it's I we use it for a multitude of things. <laughs> I, I feel like in, like with the two of you, like you're the one that's kind of like the the extrovert, and Hunter's kind of like that is true. quieter and more introspective. Well, because I can't get a word in. The time. <laughs> no. I don't see you as someone who needs attention all the time. Whereas so many actors, well, it's like, we'll let's c- talk about me, <laughs> yeah. well, you know. Uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> 25
5: years, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. And that's, okay, so
0: 20, get married when you were born? What's I, going yeah. on? This <laughs> is the thing. If you see Hunter and Jen, they look like they're in their 30s. Right, so I'm amazed at that. So clearly you're not, but. Clearly. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. Well, been, you have, know. Have you been married 25 years, or you've been together 20? Married 20. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So how, all right, for anyone listening, gay or straight, theatrical or non how do you make that work particularly when both of you are constantly traveling you you're always jen's in cape cod and hunters you know in north carolina you're always like somewhere and mm-hmm. and it's not always together it's rarely together
4: um i think that helps sometimes you know i think that it's first of all we, we have so- certain rules that we can only spend a certain amount of time away from each other so i think that helps you sit there and say okay I, mean, I don't know what it was like. Four weeks.
5: It was three weeks, but we kind of screwed that up.
4: But we so so we make sure we check it. We, we make sure we talk and, and chat every single so, day.
0: I'm sorry. So when you're accepting a project, and if someone says like, "Okay, Jen, we need you to go to Japan for a year," yeah, you're that not would, taking that it. Probably
4: happen. not. No, because wow. I think that would that would be detrimental to any any marriage. are yeah. Away for that yeah. a, a long time, but I think that you know the way it's worked out so far is that we, we've been able to sort of at least check back in with each other. Um, at least see each other face to face in some way um, so I think that's that's a key and also I think it's, it's learning to appreciate when you are together and then because um, I think you know when you do spend because I just spent a lot we just spent a lot of time apart this past fall mm-hmm. but then you know it, when you get together then you're like oh my god we're together again so then it sort of makes it sort of, it's sort of exciting like a second and fun. honeymoon every time well, well, a little, there's yeah, a, a novelty, novelty bit.
3: once again
5: yeah. yeah, maybe to be. And like, you remember, yeah. you remember. I always say the three weeks is where you get to the point where, like, I open the door and go, "Wait, did you always look like that, or did you smell like that?" Like, three weeks seems to be <laughs> like the you smell thing like that you're that. like, "Who is this person?" Um, but yeah, there is, and we also, I mean, I think the key to anything is laughter because we <laughs> we laugh all the time, that's whether awesome. it's at each other or not. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think that's that's a, from what I've seen that you guys have a very fun. Relationship. Well, we
4: have a show. We, you've seen our show. We do not have On a show, Facebook. Hunter. Oh my God. Our Facebook Live.
0: I have not seen you it. You have not seen it.
5: Oh Adam. Uh, no. <laughs> Why am
0: I not watching this?
5: Because oh my it's ridiculous God. and dumb. Our
4: Facebook Live show. How often is that? We should. I was telling her we should do it like a specific day of the week. Yeah.
5: I hate it. What's it about, Hunter?
4: No, it's about, we, we it's just about, talk, we talk about Hunter things. It's about
5: catching me without a bra or makeup. <laughs> That's literally what it's I mean, I think, it's there's
4: about. A, I think there's an audience for that. <laughs> oh, we have a huge audience. People no. come up to me on the street who don't even know. I'm like, oh my God, I saw your show. She goes, the episode where you- it's not a show. The episode- <laughs> She goes, the episode where you hid
0: the cane. <sighs>
5: Yeah. Or
4: when you the cane? The, There's an episode where is I fixed
0: it. Is that a, a euphemism for Coke? No,
5: right? <laughs> it would make it more Do exciting. you want to explain Literally the cane? cane. <laughs> Do we have time for explaining yes. okay, so, um, we the cane? Okay, so. Fascinating. The cane may
0: end up in your apartment.
4: That's yeah. oh, good.
5: We were walking down the street one night, walking the dog late at night, and there was a pile of garbage, as there is on our street all the time, and there was a cane, a wooden cane, like old man time a cane, and so I was like, I'm going to keep that, and her was like, you're not taking the cane. I'm like, no, I, could, I might need this for an audition someday. I'm taking the cane. So I took the cane back to the apartment. We'll and, do a little
0: Bob Fosse number right? with the cane, <laughs> <Literally>, and
5: <I'll>, a <laughs> little chaplain And so I brought it home, and the cane started to become a problem because it would like fall out of the closet. Or, so we started. I threw it out. You threw it out. I took then it she
4: back. went out and got it from the from the garbage.
5: So then I put it in his closet. So that when he opened his closet, it would fall out, and then he would hide it underneath my bed, like so. It now for years we've just keep passing this game. Once so, I stuffed it in his suitcase, and he got to where he was so, going. Yeah, it. The so yeah, so she no, there.
4: I so I went out to St. Louis, and she put it in my suitcase, and for some reason my suitcase was like heavier than it was supposed to be, and so they charged me $100. I'm like, why is my suitcase so heavy?
5: The cane is not that The cane was in there. It was a, it's a
4: heavy cane. But it was like two, two or three pounds over, and I couldn't, I couldn't take this stuff out. Anyway, so, this so then I, to get, get her back, time. I mailed her, the cane to her agent.
5: He mailed the cane. My agent called me, and he was like, you got a package. It's a pretty big package. I'm like, who's it from? Open it up. He's like, it's a cane? Speaking of <laughs> packages, you don't know. Wait, so let me finish. So really quick, I was walking down the street one day coming out of an audition, and someone I didn't even know was like, it's under the bed. <laughs> I was like, what are they talking about? Like random people got a text. Check the bed. I'm like, what are you talking about? He had put it under my mattress. Like uh, Princess. No,
4: but I, and you Lafayette. couldn't tell? Yeah. No, I but I was know. on I went on Facebook Live and I said, I'm gonna hide the cane and I and I showed everyone on Facebook Live where I was gonna I hide I can it.
0: see why this is a show.
4: <laughs>
3: I smell sitcom. <laughs> right. In the meat in the museum of your life, this cane will be the centerpiece.
0: Uh, These the two, the I swear it. sometimes I think you guys are running guns out of your apartment. The amount of packages that you get <laughs> sent on a daily basis it's where who's sending you all these packages where are they coming hunter
5: from hunter has an addiction to amazon prime mm-hmm. is that what it, we is? Talked it is about an
0: elevator oh yeah i just i'm like
5: and his new well, thing is etsy oh i'm etsy not kidding you i crafts. look at packages i'm like what, what did you buy from iowa like what's happening
4: <laughs> what did i buy you for valentine's day <laughs> a daisy shirt that's and right a daisy <laughs> what do you mean it looked like daisies
5: it was like macrame daisies. It's oh, cute. 60s. That sounds yeah. very No, generous,
4: but what happens buddy. sometimes is like you'll be, it'll be late at night and you've had a few glasses of wine and you'll be like, ooh, I, I think I need a Doobie Brothers t-shirt. And you go Doobie Brothers yeah. t-shirt. And the next day, a Doobie Brothers t-shirt shows up.
0: <laughs> but meanwhile, they're never home. They're always so, traveling. And- so you I'm like the their, their bag lady. I, I sweep <laughs> the lobby every day. I'm oh, no, package for Jen and Hunter. And then, you know, I don't want to leave it in the hall. So it winds up in my apartment and I start to look like a UPS office. <laughs> um, we have to talk about the opera singer before we get to- oh. uh, to oh, ask me yes. no questions
5: who i held the door open for today is she still in the building second yep. floor
0: so we have this woman living in our building who is a she's all these things she's a psychologist a lawyer a, lawyer, a prostitute we think, we think and an amateur opera singer <laughs> and she wow. used to live on our hallway
3: how does she have time for all those
4: things
0: well, well like she's that. not yeah.
5: very good at any of them. no not, the definitely
0: thing. not good at the singing so we would organisms in our...
4: the singing are very similar <laughs>
0: Can you imitate either one of them? Hunt- oh god. Oh!
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's exactly reason. what it sounds like.
0: We'd all be in our apartments behind closed doors and we would start to hear her running scales Ooh! or singing arias and we would Jen and Hunter and I would meet in the hallway and take
2: Pictures.
0: Facebook videos <laughs> of her doing this and us making horrified faces. But then she got moved to the mercifully floor. to the second floor where we can still hear her sometimes. But yeah. But then she has the mine.
4: crazy orgasms in the middle, like in the... Well,
0: that's where we think the prostitution comes in. Four o'clock in, in she the she seems afternoon. to get fucked a
4: lot. Oh. Mm. And it's always two. It's always... Can I, I can talk like this on uh, this. Yes. Thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm
5: but like, sure my parents are listening. I so hope. hope. So that's but great. it's two.
4: It's always like one orgasm and then like beat, beat, beat. Second orgasm. Well, she, always. Lucky always her.
0: multi orgasmic. Mm. Yes. All right, you guys. In the time remaining, it is time to play... Everyone's favorite game. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. Yes. <laughs>
2: nice.
0: All my voice, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Thank you. Four part. It is. <laughs> That's my uh, barbershop. Okay. Um, all. All you have to do is answer these questions. And uh, since there's two of you, we'll have to just take turns. Okay. Uh, what is the other person uh, of the two of you? What is the other person's best physical feature? Hunter, you go first.
4: Her best fi- Well, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, it's a,
0: it's a booty. Come on, booty. It's be. Right. Jen, what is Hunter's best physical feature?
5: Um, I like his back. Is that a- interesting? A thing? Sure,
0: mm-hmm. I'll take that. You yeah. do have a lovely back. Well, thank you. Get a nice V I'm I'm a nice. Sexy back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> JB is now singing. Uh, no, I must say uh, Hunter is in remarkable shape for a, a straight man too. <laughs> yeah, he's really kept his figure. Um, what is each other's most annoying habit? Jen, Cody, you go first.
5: Leaving his fingernails on the coffee table.
0: Oh no. Oof. That's disgusting. Why do you do that? <laughs> well, that's bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you should cut them in a bag like a civilized person. I should. I sometimes cut them over the He's
4: toilet. Like, he
5: tears them and then just leaves them. So then I lean on the coffee table and I pick up and there's just oh, yeah. fingernails in my arm.
0: Oh, that's vile. I'm just trying to keep her honest.
5: <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's the only straight thing about him. So Hunter, oh. what is Jen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ca- calm down. <laughs> what, what is Jen's most annoying habit? What's her most annoying habit? Um, there's so many. Oh, you know what it is? It's,
4: it's um, asking a question and then when I give her the answer to the question, asking me three more times. Because well, you're not listening. No, no, no. It's like she'll say, "I just
5: want a different answer." No, no. no. She'll say, go,
4: <laughs> no." For example, it's just, "What do you think of this great outfit? It's great, hun. Great, because you know I, I bought it at this thing. I mean, it's great, right? Yeah, it's great, honey. I mean, because you know I think I can wear it to like different auditions. I mean, it's good, right? It's great, honey. See, that's the actor's personality that I was yeah. talking that's about. That's
5: not a bad thing. It's but it's it ain't time. good. <laughs> <laughs> Toenails. Asking Ugh. questions. How's
4: the food? It's great, honey. I mean, I've made it. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's good, right? Yeah, it's uh, great. Hun-
0: yeah. What okay. is your favorite musical of all time, Hunter? Um. God, this is going to sound chess. Interesting. I love the music oh, from chess. I just love that. Love it. Love great it. Great score. It. Yep. Jen?
5: Oh, my gosh. This is hard. I I will say um, song and dance.
0: Oh, interesting. Bernadette Peters mm-hmm. and oh, Andrew song Lloyd and Webber, and right?
5: I like the music.
0: Interesting, Joey. I'm gonna have to look at both of those. See, here I
3: am again, being a bad theater gay.
0: You don't uh, even have an answer. No,
3: I I've always really liked Wicked. I and love Wicked. Avenue Q. Oh,
0: don't God. like Avenue Q. But I'm, I love Wicked. Yeah. Minus West Side Story. How
5: did you okay. feel about the ribbon dancing in Wicked? Because that's my, that's where I draw the line.
0: I don't even remember the ribbon dance. I think yeah, it's not in the, the show it? anymore.
5: Oh, it's there. What
0: is the one food you will never put in your mouth, Jen Cody?
5: Um. Uh, Sushi. Oh, me too. Really? Hunter. Oh, I
0: love sushi. Uh, snails. Good answer. Jen, if you, Hunter, and Charo were on a sinking ship and Hunter could only save one person, would he save you, Charo, or himself? Charo. <laughs> and we should uh, let people know we're not talking about the actual Charo, <laughs> no. but, but their dog.
4: Is he that true? He
5: loves... Our dog.
0: No, Charo loves me. But that wasn't true at first. You no. were kind of annoyed by Charo. Oh, no, I was going to get guys, Charo away. Yeah, but Charo loves me so much. You guys have really grown on each
5: other. Are you yeah. seeing this? The people on the radio can't see. No, this I, devotion was on I was sick. I was sick the
4: other night, and Charo came and laid with me until I got better. She Aww. would not leave That's my so side. That's so sweet. Yeah,
0: she does loves Charles me. get
3: along with Lady? They yeah. do
0: actually no, they get do. along, which is unusual because Lady hates most dogs. And Charo does too. Uh, but they know that we have video of them chasing each other around in Aww. circles for a long time. is so a very sweet dog. That's nice. So you would save the dog and not uh, Jen? Mm. No, I would save Jen. That's Aww. sweet. Yeah. But then you would drown. In other words, you can only save one life. I would probably save Jen.
4: Then Charo and I can be together in heaven.
2: <laughs>
4: There's the ulterior motive. Oh, there it is. romance.
0: <laughs> I want a husband who will save me. <laughs> How can we... Uh, f- oh, f- I just found this out today. Why are you not on Instagram, Jen Cody? That's insane behavior.
5: Okay, because here's the deal. I can't do everything. And I, I would rather talk on, in, uh, on Twitter than take pictures on Instagram. So I, I'm mouthy. So I'd rather talk than...
0: But you know they say Instagram is the most important uh, media for performers nowadays. That's Uh, why everybody goes to Instagram now.
5: I like like Twitter.
0: So how can we follow you on Twitter and or social media or your website or any of that stuff?
5: So on Twitter, I'm Jen underscore underscore Cody.
0: That's why I couldn't find you. Do you know there's a Jen underscore Cody who's got two followers? On
5: Instagram, there's Jen Cody Foster, I think. It's not (gasps) me, though. That's an imposter. Right. Mm. And
0: you have a website?
5: I don't, but I have uh, Facebook, Fans of Jen Cody Facebook page. And
0: Hunter?
4: Uh, I have a website, hunterfosterofficial.com.
0: Yes. yes. Come on, official. Yes. Yeah.
4: No, there's another. Some real estate's got Hunter Foster.
0: And you're on Twitter and uh, I'm, Facebook.
4: I am Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, even though I never use Instagram.
0: You're Hunter underscore Foster. Yes. And wh- what, what project can our listeners look f- forward to seeing you both in?
5: Ah, uh, um, I. I uh, It's nothing, I I can't really say yet, because it's not, the only official thing is I'll be doing Sylvia at uh, the Cape Playhouse in June, but um, up till then, it's all kind of still not official. Tell
0: people where the Cape Playhouse is.
5: Uh, It's in Dennis, Massachusetts. It's amazing, beautiful theater that's been around for a long time. It's, um, I love going there. I go there every summer, and uh, it's spectacular.
0: Come see Jen Cody and Sylvia. Hunter, when can we see you? I'm directing mostly all summer. Directing show. What's uh name one?
4: 42nd Street. Oh, oh where's that Bucks happening? County Playhouse.
0: Fabulous. Go yeah. see 42nd Street at Bucks County to see H- Hunter Foster's fabulous direction. I thank you both for nice. being here. I love you. It's wonderful to have you as neighbors. Uh, I want to thank Joey DeGrandis for being our co-host. Next week, Ryan Frostig will be back. Our guest will be drag queen Marty Gould Cummings. Remember to subscribe to Derek and Romaine. Don't forget to follow me, me, (laughs) on Twitter and Instagram, at Adam Sank, and download my comedy album Live from the Stonewall Inn. Have a fabulous week, bitches. Bye.